Ladies and gentlemen, Christian Cunningham from All Founders. This episode goes back probably a month and a bit at the, to the probably the peak of the uh, Victorian lockdown. So we're in a little bit of a surly mood and we're getting into a few of the decisions and it was about the time where people's doors were getting busted in and people were getting arrested for posting on, face, on Facebook and Twitter and whatnot and we're pretty unhappy and certainly from a governance point of view we were pretty surly. We had a wonderful guest, uh, Gemma Tonini, who's from GT Media. She is a PR gun, and I, su- I suggest that you do check her out. Um, it was based around communications in the weirdness, and I think that this time, uh, this sort of COVID time for businesses is a very, very strange time for communications, and there's some massive opportunities to... Um, I guess, to, to change the way that you present to your clients and to the industry. And there's also a massive opportunity to change the whole game because there's a big reset on the way communications can be done. Not a lot of people have taken advantage of it and we sort of covered that a little bit, but the opportunity is still there to go and change your comm strategy in the weirdness. Anyway, we had a bit of fun with Gemma. Happy listening and uh, perhaps you can check us out on YouTube if you want to look at us, but you know, there's no real need to do that. Good afternoon all. Welcome to the All Founders Show for yet another week. Uh, it's been a very fun week as always. Uh, we're going to launch straight into it. We're talking some communication and PR today, which I think will be a lot of fun. Um, although maybe it's a less than fun week. With some trepidation, I introduce and my co-pilot here and ask Laura Racky, how are you? You know what? Today, not great. Um, I, I think we're all watching some things on social media in Victoria that, look, frankly, I, I, you know, I, it might sound alarmist, it might sound extreme, but I find it terrifying. I've never, never seen this in, in my lifetime in Australia. Um, and it confuses me, it makes me angry. Um, we are, as individuals, being put under immense pressure. We are under incredibly um, uh, you know, draconian measures at the moment and, and maybe may with reason, right? Um, but what, what I am seeing is this absolute onus on the individual and absolutely zero accountability from the state government. So I'm angry. I feel powerless, maybe like many other Melburnians and Victorians. Um, I am tired of anybody who speaks up or asks a question or challenges what's going on as being a conspiracy theorist, yep. Yep. as being, um, you know, a- anti-community, as, as being the sort of person who wants COVID to rip through the community. I am absolutely not that person. I'm a moderate person. I'm not an activist. I'm not political. But my God, I am so angry. And I want to know what is going on at state government. I'm sick of hearing about Sally being one metre outside her five kilometre being charged. I want to know what is happening with contact tracing, what is happening in aged care, and what is happening for our healthcare workers. And until these things are discussed by the state government, I am sick to death of having everybody, you know, this stand with Dan cheer squad that is unanswerable. So that's where I am, Christian. Are you sorry that you are? You I'm a little asked. bit sorry that I asked. And uh, for anyone who knows Laura Rackey, or me for that matter, uh, we're like the furthest thing from activists by any definition. We're very reasonable sort of yep. quiet people who go about our business and, and sort of 
even even in the case that no matter what stripe the government is, whether we agree with what they say or not, or that we respect mandates and we, you know, look, we're rational people. And for rational people to turn on basic social media and see armed police banging in doors if over, they're over, even armed police, I well, think there may be health who, officials. Who, let's let's not guess. Um, but seeing doors being broken in over social media posts, now there's a legitimate cause to say that protests right now would be the, the, the craziest thing you could ever do. No one of right mind is sitting here saying, let's go out and protest as much as we might want to. Um, but it's very alarming. Well, is this the country we're in where is basically people are being terrified into not speaking out um, because they're trying, we've got government reaction in such a way that is so incredible that it is, is it designed to make people like us just shut up and keep quiet? Am I nervous about posting on Facebook that I'm angry, that I'm worried, that mm -hmm. I'm concerned, that I'm questioning? Is this what this is about? We, we can't be quiet about this. We have to ask questions. So well, that's today, where my head's at. Today we're talking communication and PR. Yeah. We have a wonderful guest a bit later on, Gemma Tonini from GT Media. I suspect that she may have an opinion or two on this. Um, we wanted to cover a couple of things. I think if you're talking about the, the power of the state government, we might put that to a bit later in the show. We All might right. bring in a, a third party on that one. Um, from a business point of view, what we want to talk about today is how you're currently communi communicating with your client or customer yes. base. And I think that that is, we did the interim strategy thing last week. I think that's instructive and useful. If you want yep. to go back and have a look at that, I think it'd be yep. worth your while. Um, but just when you're actually thinking about now to Christmas especially, how are we communicating with our customer base mm. via social media, via yep. phone calls, um, via if you've got client management structure, if you've got people who are BD or client management related, what messages are they trying to send and, and, and what information are they trying to garner as to an opportunity to get a bit closer to your clients and yes. customers? I think there's a real opportunity there. Um, do you have an initial view on that? Do you have an instinctive view on that? Look, I, we've talked over the last few weeks about my view on this business as usual concept. So there's two sides to the coin, right? Mm. It, you can't say business, it's business as usual because it's simply not, especially in Victoria. Mm. Um, but there does have to be the balancing aspect, which is you've just got to get on with things. So it is this weird, and I think that was that's your sort of catchphrase of communicating in the weirdness. It is, communicating it, in the weirdness. You know, do you look, you know, a bit vapid and a bit sort of like a, a, an emu with the head in the sand if you're communicating with clients and just pretending, especially in Victoria, that nothing business is going... Business as usual, business you know, as usual, hey. But are you supposed <laughs> to then be so involved and, and, and change your messaging to be dealing with the COVID well, issue? Well, the second consideration is if you've got a remote workforce right now. So yes. um, one of the things we talked about a few weeks ago was that young zero to three yep. year staff are not learning because they're nice. not sitting around hearing how, you know, if you've got your business, your junior sitting here next to Laura Rackie hearing to speak to clients and customers yeah. as you go. They're just not getting that because it's a remote workforce. So how are you managing that? These are questions I'll be asking right now. Well, that's right, because you want to make sure that whatever messaging is is you want coming out of your business is consistently coming out as, of all as close staff to consistent members. as possible well, because yeah. like you said they're not hearing one another you know in the bullpen having the same sorts of conversations with the same vibe you don't know what 
this one over here is saying to clients and so maybe there is sort of more of a discussion piece internally yep. with your yep. team yep. about what our messaging is as a business right now so there's I think you consistency have that, i think you have to have that tight first i think you yep. have to you know there's a really good opportunity in the next week or two to communicate internally with your team and say this is the message we're looking to send in the next three yep. months um this is what we want to stay away from if we yes. can avoid it um, and, you know, we trust your judgment to go out there and, and, and use this message within your style because you must go and work and learn yeah. within your style. Yeah. Uh, and different teams will have different ways. Like even, for instance, I know this is a, a strange example, but like your accounts receivable team, mm. like there's, gonna, there's a lot of cash flow challenges right now. And yeah. how you deal with some of these issues around getting paid right now are going to be the difference between you getting paid and being given the middle finger. That's actually very true. We're That's getting so a lot of phone calls for... Yeah demand letters wanting to be sent out, you know, and, yes, and the yes. question is, is that the first port of call and generally with my clients, you know, on their last resort. So you're right that, yeah, yep. you know, you, you do probably as a CEO or COO as a business, you maybe never pick up the phone and talk to debtors, but right now you may, yeah, yeah. So there's, there's how you handle that. Um, now you naturally think of me, social media and marketing mm. as the communication piece, but the reality is the hand to hand is what's going to count now. Yes. And what people are going to remember in six, 12, 18, 24 months is the hand to hand. Not the, not an Instagram post Christian. No, but they're useful. Yes. And, and, and maybe I'll press uh, Gemma a bit later on as yeah. to how useful they are, but the, 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 the hand to hand now mm. is what's going to count. Yep. And if. If people are going rogue, people are, like we said last week, people are no longer the same human beings yes. they were. They're not engaged. They're not as sort of focused on their work as their primary. They've got all those other factors. Mm. We really need to be careful to give them the tools yes. to be able to get the message out that we're looking to get out between now and Christmas because yeah. a lot can go right and a lot can go wrong and the, tape, the, the deck is already stacked against us a little bit. Yeah. So we need to be really focused on that. I also think business voice. I think... Mm. Um, we can't go out and tell people what we're going to do if we don't understand our own business voice. And we uh, uh, need to understand what it is that our long-term strategy is from a from a business point, voice point of view to be able to implement a short-term interim yes, strategy. Yes, well, that's why that. The, that interim strategy that we talked about last week is so important. That's so you exactly do know right. what your short-term voice looks like. And then the last thing is who are you using for help right now? So if you're thinking about running a campaign, if you're thinking about going out there to the market and changing or, or moderating or modifying the way that you're communicating, let, let's have a real think about yeah. who, we, who we're partnering with um, to make that happen. Um, I think that mm. pretty much mm. covers it, generally speaking, do you think? I just think, you know, we talk about when things get a bit big and overwhelming to get small um, and sometimes- Explain that please. Well, that, you know, Briefly. <laughs> well, when there's so much going on and it all seems like, you know, it's just the horses are out of the barn that you, you get small. So you focus on what you control, can control and what you're good at and what makes people like your business. Yeah, I yeah. love, you know, we had the guys from Lucas Real Estate, I think our first episode. Oh, great. And they're running a fantastic, it, it is a social media campaign, but also an email to everyone on their, their list where they're actually showing their team, photos of their team at home, talking about their team members, who they are, yeah, yeah. what they're doing through all this. Because it's such a human business real estate. It yeah, is. So yeah. I've loved that to actually see the face of property managers and, and, you know, so yeah, get small. What have we got to work with our people? So let's get them out there. Agreed. But all I'm right. not an expert the, on this. No, you, you
as good a time as any, assuming that uh, Gemma Tanini is on the line. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Gemma Tanini from GT Media. How are you today? No, I'm great. Thanks, guys. I've really enjoyed listening to the intro to the show, actually. I was furiously taking notes. Great. <laughs> all all our unanswered questions. <laughs> well, the, to your last point about getting small, I mean, I remember so vividly the first week of, uh, we call it the first week of COVID, of course, when we were all ordered to go home. And I and I watched um, an interview, a webinar that uh, a very prestigious property developer called Iwan Sinito gave, and it was about, um, and it wasn't related to COVID, it was, I think, a year or so old, but he talked about what we do when... Um, you know, when you in a crisis, and he gave some examples about how the property, how they manage the property crisis. But in terms of focusing on who you are and what you do well, and focusing on that. I think that's outstanding advice. Back to basics. Mm. Yeah, basically. So tell us a bit, Gemma, about GT Media. I mean, you're the star of Western Australia, let's be honest. Um, oh, no. And... <laughs> no, no. Well, I would be by coastal, but I'm locked in prison over here. So, um... <laughs> so <laughs> you're a PR, PR uh, firm, certainly, uh, with yeah. a, a fair bit of longevity behind it. Um, yeah. Tell us how you fell into this. I, lit I literally did fall. I was a TV journalist for my sins for 10 years and I left my job. I quit my job in July of 2003 and I started a consultancy and I, and I remember thinking I'd interviewed for a couple of jobs in-house, one advising for government media and a couple of in-house jobs. And I, I think I just had an itch that I wanted to scratch. I had done a little bit of consulting for others. And my previous role as a journalist and chief of staff, I'd sort of thought there's a niche in the market for a really boutique outfit that understands what makes news and why. And that's really where the business started. But I do remember uh, quitting my job, we had my farewell party. And the very next day I was down, down my local shop it was raining buckets because it gets very rainy here in Perth. Um, and I was wearing a pair of tracking pants in public to communicate my state of mind at the time. And I remember thinking, what have I done? I <laughs> 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 had no idea what I, what I was doing. And I think one of the things I learned straight up is, and maybe this is my pet, my father in particular, my father came to Australia on a boat when he was 10 years old, I just said yes to things and worked out how to do them later. And I was very lucky to have, I've never been the kind of person that is afraid to ask questions. I was very lucky to have some generous mentors early in my consulting career. I mean, I remember saying, what's the strategy? What does that mean? It sounds intimidating. And this friend of mine who was in a corporate comms role um, at the time said, oh, that's just a fancy way of saying what you're going to do and how. And I've always, when I'm you know, teaching our junior team, that's what we say to them. It's just a fancy way of saying what we're going to do and how. So the business started really as a media, primarily a media relations firm in the, in the PR and publicity space, but very quickly became a full service comms business. So we have two streams in, in the company. One is corporate communications, which is everything from um, you know, the full suite of corporate comms that a large corporate might have, and it, it could be investor stuff, although we tend to do less of the ASX stuff, but we certainly do investor relations, corporate communications, uh, thought leadership, public profiling, that sort of stuff. That's where our issues management, our risk management practice sits. And then on the other side of the fence is our consumer and our retail practice. And we do everything from launching beer and yogurt and working with airports and fried chicken and 
some not-for-profit. So it's a really diverse um, business, but I guess at the heart of it is this concept that we build, we grow, and we protect reputations. So, yeah, it's nearly 17 and a bit years old. This, this wow. is mine. And uh, like I said, we do have a we've ha we've had national and international clients since the business was very young, but we are as, uh, as we are already we've done a soft launch of our Sydney office. <laughs> as soon as we can travel with a bit more freedom, that will that will cement. But I guess thanks COVID for teaching me that I can still be flexible and still be innovative. So we've opened uh, softly, but looking forward to really servicing clients in a more meaningful way on the east coast and and hopefully making a mark the way we have done over here. No, it's fantastic. I think you might have to catch a, uh, a freight train and, and sneak into <laughs> one of the trolleys on a freight train oh, to get over to Sydney. So um, but we'll park that for now. So, <laughs> okay, this is where I come to with PR. Is, um, sure. I think it can be done extraordinarily well, and we, in general, probably yeah. have some examples. The question I have is, how, can a well, how does a well-defined PR strategy how yeah. is that applied to not to building a brand on one side, like you sort of mentioned, yogurt and whatever else, but also <laughs> getting out of a jam if you if you do misstep? Mm. Um, mm. How, 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 how does that strategy work to get you into growth, but then also out of a jam when you misstep? Yeah, yeah, it's a really interesting question, and I and I. I wish I could say there was one solution, but there's not. I, I guess. It, it, it comes down to a really simple phrase of who are you talking to and what are you trying to say to them? So if you're if you're in a growth pattern or you're in a growth trajectory, so if a client comes to us and they say what they want to expand into a particular market, that will direct the strategy in a certain style. We have a little video that we've, yes. that we've pre-prepared and it's got some bigger companies, a lot of them American and Middle East, yes. uh, and some yes. of their responses to uh, COVID PR and what they're doing. I just wonder if super producer Rick has his finger on the button and could just give us a bit of a minute and then maybe we'll review and come back around yeah, to what we were just talking about. opened our doors since 1926 since 1978 for 60 years for 75 years for over 80 years in 90 years over 100 years nationwide has been on your side restaurants have always been there for you nissan has been with you through thick and thin we will do what we've always done <laughs> so, so Gemma, just i mean look i'm no pr expert but could you just give us maybe a minute or two on what kind of advice you might give to anyone in that current circumstance? I love that clip. I, I had seen it before, I must confess, and I love it because it's absolutely everything. I didn't see a single um, piece of innovative communication during COVID. All I saw were businesses and brands and people framing their value within the paradigm of a crisis. So the minute that you say, in these uncertain times, for example, we're here for you, we're, we're here for you. Well, what about all the other clients? How many of us got um, 
email from, I don't email from an insurance company. I don't recall having a policy ever. <laughs> saying, this is our COVID safe plan. I don't care. And please stop spamming me. Yeah. I mean, good for you for having a COVID safe plan, but don't need to hear it, don't want to hear it. And by the way, curate your database for more. You know, there's <laughs> unsubscribe. Yeah, I saw so much sloppy communication in the last six months. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. And I think your point is really sound about defining your value and nailing it mm. to any crisis. So obviously this is a crop, but it's sort of narrowing it down from the longer term value strategy. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah. You have a mild view on this. <laughs> no, but just, uh, you know, that uh, the soft drink companies, you know, we don't, we're not with you because you're COVID safe. We're with you because we like your bloody soft drink. Yeah. So don't yeah. try and Pretty shove bad. something down my throat to make me feel warm and fuzzy you know it just doesn't make any yeah. sense yeah. It, it's not it's not genuine it's, it's absolutely not genuine and if you think about it if you think about um you know yes it's a global pandemic yes there has been there have been seismic changes to the way we do business but if you think about it in the context of any other crisis would they be sending you their plan with the soft drink company be sending you the plan if for example there was catastrophic flooding yeah you know with you as these, these are the mops these are the mops that we use to clean <laughs> our, our facilities yeah, yeah. They, just, they just wouldn't do it and, and i feel like there's so much me tooism about it yeah. and someone someone asked me you know did you see any did you see any good comms during the, the that initial COVID period in that creative like external space and i have to say i really didn't see anything that that took my attention mm. yeah no i tend to agree with that so if you were now you're making the <laughs> east coast you're making the east coast assault uh, when, when you can, I mean, you might have to walk over, but um, don't get okay. caught at the border. But what if, if you were to boil down one sort of piece of advice to businesses right mm. now, I mean, we've just covered something mm. a bit humorous, but what would it be yeah. right now, current day, zero, now to Christmas sort of thing? I would say right now, between now and Christmas, focus incredibly put all of your focus on doing what you do well i understand i don't understand why your clients are with you in the first place that makes it very difficult but you just understand their value and understand why a client uses them and can stay with them then nurture that and um and and um craft communication around that Deliver value and continue to deliver value. My, my our culture, my culture is one hundred percent around the relational for a variety of reasons, and that's not a you know that's not a trite thing to say. I mean, I've been because as I said, seventeen and a bit years, and there's been two DFCs, and I remember the two thousand and eight experience very well because my business was quite young, and in all honesty, that was more terrifying than COVID because clients literally cancelled mandates on like within a week it was just remarkable yep. they yep. just cancelled and they cancelled and they cancelled and you sort of have to go um for my strategy at the time was okay consulting is a discretionary spend right so at this time every client on you know in our market was examining their spend and examining what they get for it and we actually grew our revenue base in that 2008-2009 period because we presented a better value proposition from a relationship perspective. Like anyone, anyone but being competent at what you do is a base level deliverable. If you're not competent, yep. get out of it. 
Right. right? And you won't get work. So if you've got four or five competent consultancies, whether they're comms, whether they're legal firms, whether they're accounting, being competent is the starting point. But if you can do relationship well, and I don't mean, um, you know, I hate the word authentic, but it is, it is about being real. Like I'll give you an example. You know, we called our clients during COVID, we put that first week we called them and said, are you okay? What do you need? What can we deliver to you that may be outside of our current scope? Don't worry about fees, we'll talk about that afterwards. We do relationship well. And our and, and that is people don't think about that in the terms of communication strategy, whether it's corporate or consumer, but it's all about the relationship. It's about the relationship with customers. Right? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Absolutely. If you're yeah. missing that, you're, you're missing the whole point. Okay. Agreed. Now, Gemma, you're a very experienced TV person. We are uh, still <laughs> relatively rookie. I think we've got about three minutes to run. And Laura Racky right. has a question for you. And, and the last question of the day. Do I? You do. I feel like it's your go, subject. Go on, go on, Gemma. Let, have at what's going on with uh, the various state government, you know, PR strategies. I'll just give you a piece of my view that Dan's strategy <laughs> must be world class for everything that has come before and led us to this position the state is in. Yet, for, for everyone jumping up and down saying how wonderful his government is. So that's my starting point. I'd love to hear your thoughts. You've got two minutes, Gemma. So let me go really quickly. A best on ground after an initial stumble is Gladys Berejiklian. and they, they learned the hard way from Newmont House and from the Ruby Princess. And yep. the, yeah. only, the only two people that we've heard um, apologies from are Gladys about the Ruby Princess and the Prime Minister around aged care. They've apologised and they've made... made um, representation to do better. You've got a Premier in Victoria who has plunged the, the nation into economic um, uncertainty, who refuses to apologise, let alone take responsibility for what two inquiries, I think, already, mm -hmm. or at least one, have, have been able to point the finger at his government's policy. It's a spectacular failure of public policy, and yet they're paying celebrities to tell people to follow the rules. And I saw a media release from the Victorian government the other day that said, oh, you need to be more active within your home. I mean, jam that straight where the sun doesn't fall. It's just showing such tone-deaf arrogance, and it's an insult, right? Yes. The other premiers, my own premier included in the premier of New South, uh, sorry, Queensland, it's arrogant populism in the face of pending elections. And I think that there will be a reckoning when people realise they're being unnecessarily constrained from seeing their families, farewelling their parents, being by their, the side of their loved ones when they need them, and, and an unconstitutional restriction at that, there is going to be a brutal reckoning. And I think the first one we'll see is in Queensland. I think you should get off the fence and have an opinion, Gemma. I really do. Um, no, I think Can I get it in two minutes? Um, well, I've, uh, the, the super producer, Rick's not yelling at me yet, so we must still be okay. Um, look, thank you very much for joining us today. I think we'd love to do this again with a little Please. bit more time. Yeah, um, love to. We can solve all the problems in the PR world and everything else. Um, Gemma Tonani, GT Media, anything else to no, add? No, I just want to say thank you for your, for your really sage advice about focusing on re relationships and who you are because yeah. that can apply to any sort of business. doesn't matter who so you true. are. If you pick up those two little bites, then you've got something you can work with. So thank you. Good on you, Gemma. Thank, thank, you, thank you very, very much for joining us. Enjoy the sunshine. We're getting a tiny bit of it here. I, I hope you get a lot more of it over there. <laughs> Take care, guys. Well, she's pretty sharp. Um, Fantastic. We must of, talk to him more. We must. There's a couple of very good points in there um, about, like you, like you mentioned, and but I mean, PR is a pretty murky area to a lot of people. It's not something that people do every day. Yeah. Um, and the instinct is to go maybe to a a social media 
sort of marketing company without yeah. really knowing what their um, what their capability is. There are some very, very good ones. Um, but uh, I'm keen to talk more with Gemma down the line about just how you can integrate that PR into your social and everything else. It's just, again, getting back to basics about what's tra what's traditional, you know. We all want to do the cool, sexy thing and have the great Facebook and Instagram posts, and, um, but sometimes going back to what's been working for a very, very long time. Imagine that. Exactly right. Imagine you know, you that. don't always have to reinvent the wheel. Sometimes it's just the right thing to do, something that works, that, that people hear and see. Do you have any idea how long we have left? Not long enough. Not is long enough. Any, or maybe maybe it's a good thing because is, we could keep going. Is there on anything it. else you want to add today? No, just hang in there, Victorians, and keep asking questions and don't be afraid to, is what I'd like if to say. If we stick together, then, you know, and, and, and all in it together means that we actually are accountable together. Yep. Everyone needs to be accountable. Yeah, but, um, you know, check in on your neighbours and your family, but keep asking questions. And those have been wonderful in areas. So thank you all, if anyone's watching. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Have a great weekend. The sun is shining, spring is coming, and everything will work out well in the end. See you all next week. Stream us live on the Ticker app, Apple TV, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and tickertv.com.au. Ticker, streaming news now. The world is changing, fast. What was is no more. The future, who knows? The now, there's more information than ever. You're on the go, on the move. So your news should be too. Not still, not at 6 p.m., not traditional.